Hey, and welcome to episode 34 of the Right Hand Drive Guys podcast. I'm Bobby. This is Aaron. Yo, yo. And we are back. We're back. uh, And we're going to kind of follow suit with the last episode and just touch on what all of a sudden seems to be everybody's favorite car. What's that? The R34 Skyline. Boom. And if you're watching on YouTube, you should see behind us we do have an R34 GTT in the studio um, as an example. So that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, I mean, at this point, I feel like everybody's heard of it. Yeah. I mean, for the most part, I mean, if you're into cars the slightest bit, you know what a Skyline is. Right. I mean, you know what a Skyline is, but you know what an R34 is. Right, especially the 34. Yeah. Um, And we, and I mean, so uh, real quick, we do have kind of experience with both the 32, the 33, and the 34. Right. And I mean, I feel like both the 32 and the 33 get plenty of attention. Yeah. And we haven't really gotten out in the 34 that much, but I feel like it's, following suit yeah for, for sure. sure because it's just one of those cars that doesn't look like anything else out on the road whereas yeah i don't know the 33 and the 32s kind of kind of look their age i guess you could yeah. say and they when someone sees it they're just like oh whatever or that's a cool car with a wing what is that a prelude or something yeah like, yeah whatever so, but the 34 is kind of on a styling level of its own yeah it, you don't see it like anything else like that i can't think of another car that looks like an r34 uh impala <laughs> just kidding um, that's the closest thing though I yeah mean, or uh, like a cobalt but like that's just because just of the, the taillights, taillights yeah. yeah um so okay so let's get into it so the 34, what would you say was one of the defining moments in the R34's history that kind of brought it to the masses? Uh, I mean, it was, I mean, I think it's like probably two things. Yeah. First one being, like everyone says, Gran Turismo, the video game. For like, sure. Like that was one of the first times I played like this is the first time i've found out what a skyline was and especially the r34 because like one of the arcade modes that was like one of the first cars like you you could pick yeah Yeah. and it was that bayside blue and that for some reason that color like just always stuck out like that just bayside blue i mean come on yeah right like that's iconic in itself right so i think gran turismo is one thing and then too fast too furious yeah it had way more of a part in the movie than the first skyline in the first movie. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah, exactly. And I, I feel like, um, you know, especially where the movie let out with yeah. that car, and right? It kind of stunk, and I know I was like bummed that like the car got taken out. Yeah, you know, in those first few scenes, I was kind of bummed it had rally stripes, but yeah. whatever. <laughs> I mean, me too, but. We're talking, um, I think that one's 03, that right. Too Fast and Furious came out. I mean, you know, we're talking 20 years ago. Yeah, it was period correct. Yeah. Um, for that, for, for what it was supposed to be, no, it was right. Yeah, and so, no, I agree. I think, you know, especially with the purge for the nitrous and yeah. stuff, like, <laughs> it really built up that car and kind of made it like a hero, whereas, you know, the Gran Turismo... Right. That was a base, that was a stock car, so to speak, right? That right, you could right, kind right. of upgrade. But 
it it wasn't so glorified. It was another one of the models that was right. included in the game. Right. It was like the fast one, though. It was yeah. like the one that everyone always picked. Yeah. Even though they didn't know like even what it was. But it looked cool and had that nice color. And <laughs> I would say on the Too Fast, Too Furious thing, I think between that and Gran Turismo, that brought awareness to the other models, the 33 and the 32. Yeah. People were like, in what turn, is this Skyline thing? And, and right, in turn, they end up, oh, wow, there's these models before it. Right. You know, and so, I mean, even though some people clown on, like, the whole Fast and the Furious involvement and, you know, Paul Walker's involvement, it's like, it really did help create, like, a whole following. Yeah, for like, sure. It, uh, if really there wasn't... Did. If there wasn't those two things, I mean, dude, would we be sitting here? Right, exactly. Would we, see, would we be talking about Skylines right here? Or would we be talking about Camaros and Mustangs or oh, whatever? No, stop you it. know what no, I mean? No, 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 that couldn't be it. Um, but <laughs> so, I mean, from there, you know, because Skyline was already a popular thing in Japan, like this, yeah. you know, this just helped bring awareness more globally right, of the right. car because you know over 90 percent of the skylines produced stayed in japan especially gtrs yeah so it was already a thing in japan and so we were earlier looking at this super street magazine yeah yeah and we were just tripping it's from 2003 we were just tripping on like oh wow yeah i remember you know this and that and the other and yeah while we're flipping through I mean, what? How many R34 ads did we Quite have? a few. Like, like it, Apex was one of them. Uh, and just... Rays uh, had one. Rays had one. Yeah. They had the Signal Auto. Like, yeah, it's kind of crazy. Like, and they were pretty new back then. Because, yeah. I mean, I'd imagine those cars are 01, 02. Yeah, exactly. 2000, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they so were four years old, maybe. Right. So it's <laughs> kind of crazy. And that was still, like, quite a long time ago. Yeah. So, I mean, if you... 20 years. If you were looking at Super Streets... You know, you might figure it out. Right. But. And, and that was after, I mean, that was right when Two Fast and Furious came out. Right. But that was after the first Fast and Furious. So, sure. you know, interest in sport compacts or import cars, right. w like, really went up. Yeah. In 2001. Right. So, yeah, no, it is it is crazy. And, and then, of course, you know, R34 started showing up in a variety of racing series and yeah. you know um just different events like that and some of those cars became like iconic yeah yeah for sure and so i know there's one that that you love and you would love to touch on oh yeah yeah so one of the most iconic r34s to me personally it's the reason why i like four doors so much and uh it's because the blitz er34 uh drift skyline that uh, Kendo Mira drove. Yeah. That, that car was, was always so cool. It and really like, was. I didn't even really realize it was a non GTR, like, until right. I, like, whatever, really started reading about it. I'm like, oh, okay. That's a, okay, because it's real wheel drive. Okay, cool. Wait, it has four doors? Oh, and they never made four door GTRs. Oh, that's yeah. even cooler. So this guy has, like, yeah. Yeah. He, and so, he, like, he, it he, made, it turned me onto, like, the four doors. Uh, the four-door chassis of the Skylines. And, like, that's one of the reasons I I think why I love the sedans is because of seeing that car, like, and being into drifting back in the day. That was just, like, 
All right. Yeah, that'll be my thing. I think that's cool. No one else is doing that. Only he is, right? Everyone else has the coops. Yeah. This guy's cool because it, it always had the sick livery and like good color combos. So it was like. It really it was. was yeah. With like the reflective blitz and yeah. like the chrome, whatever. Yeah. I mean, I agree. Like watching those old videos, like he yeah. always stood out because he had a four door and it was longer and it yeah. just like. It didn't have, it wasn't stout and like short like these other vehicles. It right. was like a long car ripping around the track. Yeah. And it was, and plus he was like a, a cool a character. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. And he was in all the options or a lot of the options yes, and stuff exactly. like that. He, he did way more than just, he was way more than just a driver, I feel like. Yeah. He was a personality. Yeah, yeah. For sure. And it was also cool to see like in the, in like the Street League series, like the Street Legal series, uh, when he drove that, it was the same thing. It was a 34 sedan, but, you know, had full interior, bolt-in cage, had a more stock engine, still had the RB25, stuff like that. So it was cool that, to see him, like, stick to that. Right, right, right. It he was, was cool. true to it, yeah. So um, one of my, I would say, iconic um, R34s yeah. would be the Pennzoil yeah. R34. That's like... You know, that bright yellow livery with the, of course, Pennzoil on it. Right. Um, and, you know, it won that 99 championship. Yeah. And it, then that blew up and there was all of the die cast and all the collectibles about it. Yeah. You know, um, and the fact that it stuck with the RB26 and, like, still won yeah. was, like, pretty cool to me. And hopefully at some point... Because I know that this car is still in Japan. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it's at one of the... Museums, right? Museums, yeah. yeah. I hope to see it. Um, I think Zama. Just because it, it really is, like, when it comes to R34, like, track cars that was, like... Right. At the peak, you know, because they had just came out with the thir- 34. Like, yeah, yeah, just yeah. came out with it, and they won. So, that's sick. one to me. Um, and I know you were talking about the story earlier about another one of these iconic cars. Yes. And uh, I didn't know if you could just rip through briefly how yeah. much of a wild, like, you know, this this car that we, a lot of us grew up, you know, yeah, seeing yeah, poster yeah. on our wall. Right, right. So, yeah, if, I mean, if you got a Super Street or like one of the other car magazines back in the day, there was that BFG ad. And one year they had like posters of it. And it was the iconic Bayside Blue R34 and the caption at the top of the picture was track meet with like <laughs> M-E-A-T. <Yeah. laughs> Talking talk about the tires, of course, or whatever. But like super corny ad, but super cool shot of the car. And like it was on some T-37s. Oh, yeah, I'm pretty it sure. was. Yeah. Yes, it was. And that was iconic for a lot of people because I had that on my wall. Yeah, same Same too. with you. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like, yeah. so the dudes that knew, I'm sure it's the same thing. So little bit about that car. I read a little backstory uh, early about it. Uh, a guy in the military originally bought it brand new in Japan. That would have been sweet. Yeah. Imagine. Yeah. <clears throat> like, it, yeah, imagine buying one of these brand new. In Japan. In Japan. Like, for that actual initial cost. Yeah, yeah. That would be sick. So, long story short, he had Motorex try to do some stuff to get it legalized over here. Classic. And... Pretty much the guy, the shady guy in Motorex ended up like 
letting Paul Walker borrow it at one point, wow. letting Gretty borrow it, like letting all these companies borrow it and like not really telling them it's this guy's. Even because got imp- he's overseas. Yeah, and yeah. it got impounded at one point, like all wow. this crazy stuff. But it was also uh, a SEMA car, I'm pretty sure, and was like for that ad-, ad campaign. It was dressed up for that. Wow, so like this military guy sends his car to get federalized. Yeah. Ends up starring in an ad commercial, which he doesn't probably benefit off. Yeah, he didn't. Oh, yeah, and he didn't know anything about any of this. He was never informed about any of this. So, like, imagine Hero or whatever the guy's name is from Motorex. Like, if you know the Motorex story, you know who I'm talking about. (laughs) Yeah, and right. So, and you can find out about the Motorex story. Definitely big, uh, was a big thing at a certain point. And yeah, they put together between 14 and 16 cars that they were having federalized. Didn't really work out how, you know, they were thinking, but you should look into that if you would like a a really interesting story. But yeah, Yeah. I mean, dude, I mean, speaking on Motorex real quick. I don't know how I found out about Motorex back in the day. It might have been an ad in a magazine or like a little article about them or something like that. But I remember going to my grandma's house, getting on her computer, typing in the website. Oh, yeah. And checking their stock. And that's that's how I found out about the 33s and the 32s and like kind of started putting the puzzle together. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And like <laughs> just being able to see the cars like that. And it's like, oh, wow. And then I don't know, like... If it weren't for Motorex, being able to do that and being able to get that first impression on those other models as well. Yeah. Like. So they probably, they definitely helped bring attention in a positive and negative way. Yeah. You know, like the whole scandal or whatever. It was yeah, that sucks. It was a negative thing. That um, definitely sucks. It put a yeah. halt to any anything that we could have done to have these cars sooner. Right. And so, uh, you know, there's always been, um, you know, kind of different... Uh, police vehicles in Japan and yeah. and a lot of people know about um, the R34s that were made into police vehicles and they did five marked vehicles, one unmarked vehicle and um, you know this was in the early 2000s that right. like this really happened and uh, I thought that was really cool if you get a chance, you know, Google R34 police car, they look cool, there's still one in service and I can't remember the um, exact place in Japan. It's a little small town, and they still <laughs> got their R34 in service, and it's, like, displayed out in this, like, open garage. That, that's like, so cool. That, see it, yeah. Because, like, where else were they going to do that? Right. Like, that's so cool. I mean, I'm yeah. sure people go there, too, and just, just oh, for yeah. that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 for sure. I think that's, like, part of it. It's, like, kind of crazy. I wonder, I wonder why they did that. Were they trying to... Was that when they were cracking down on street racing and they needed something to... A little more, yeah. Right. Or, like, were they trying what, to fit in? Like, what, were they GTRs or GTTs? We'll be right back. You love listening to podcasts, but have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? Maybe you want to build a brand, grow your business, or are looking for an excuse to talk about your favorite hobby. Whatever your reason for making a podcast, Buzzsprout is the place to start. Since 2009, Buzzsprout has helped over 300,000 people launch their own podcasts. Buzzsprout walks you step-by-step through the whole process and will give you powerful tools to start, grow, and monetize your podcast. Ready to get started? Click the link in the show notes to get our free step-by-step guide to starting your podcast today. So, like, 
I believe that they are uh, GTRs. I think they were badged and stuff as GTRs, right? Yeah, and so, but uh, earlier I had read that they were um, ER-34s, so that would be a GTT. Yeah. So I'm not, I don't, I can't really find clarification on it, but regardless, like, cool, right? Even if they were badging them as GTRs to make people think they had faster cars. Right. I mean, but, um, so, so that is like, you know, one of the cool things, how, how like the police will kind of take, cause when we were over there, we saw like different police cars, you know, and we were like, what, what they're using these, you know? Yeah. The undercovers and the crowns. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, that was one of the things. But so if you're wanting to get like, because everybody wants an R34, right? And if you listen to our previous episodes, um, you know the GTT behind us, legal as of '98. First GTR becomes legal in '99. Right. So if you want something, or if you wanted something in the past, you would need to your vehicle would need to qualify under what's known as show and display. Right, right. And so this is the only way to have a legal R34 in the United States. GTR. GTR federally. Right. Yes. So, and how do you qualify as show and display? It's generally a model thing, right? Yeah. Like certain models. It has to be so limited. Right, exactly. So um, I do have here that it is the V-Spec in... Midnight Purple 2, which is a super desirable color. Right, right. That's actually, I believe, what Adam LZ has. Yeah. Is his, R30, his R34 is a Midnight Purple 2 car, and that's why it's been here for so long. That's how he's had it right. for so long, because it's under show and display. And a lot of people don't get it, and they're like, oh, he has it here legally, and blah, blah. You know, yeah. no, it's under show and display. Nobody's going to literally show and display an R34 like that, right. knowing like how things go and not have it be legit, you know, unless they're foolish. But, um, and then if you have a M spec NUR, which, um, a guy that we know from Nashville, Sebash has one of those. Yeah. I got to see it in person, like beautiful car. It's millennium Jade. Oh, so it's like the cream of the crop when it comes to that. Um, or if you have a V spec N one or a V spec two N one, those all qualify for, yeah, Show good luck on those last two, though, right? Yeah, well, right, exactly. Like, the N1 is what it says you're not getting one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so... Uh, yes, exactly. Yes, so, uh, you know, there's a lot... Like, when it, it comes to the R34, um, we... So, when we talked about the R33 last week, we read through the different um, kind of options and different sub-models and specialties yeah. and stuff. And it felt like, you know, for the R33, there there was a few, you yeah. know, like, because we had the Autec, we had the 400R, you yeah. know, but when you get to the R34, it's like a whole thing. Like, yeah. they went crazy. Yeah. Like, I don't know who they had, like, doing this, but they had quite a bit, you know, when it when it comes to it. So... When it comes to specialized versions, right, you have the V-Spec 2 NUR and the M-Spec NUR. So do you know what the NUR means? Nürburgring? Yeah, so it's that's part of the special edition, right? And right. so um, there was 1,000 V-Spec 2 NUR and M-Spec NURs, period. Right. Like. 
that's really really rare and so but not that bad whenever you compare to other like r33s and 32 special editions like right well you're right no i agree like 400 r and that's like double of like what how many uh 32 nismos there were that's true yeah Yeah. i mean so the m specner like sabash has there was only 285 of those he has one of 285 dude yeah (laughs) that's i'm sure nissan still has a few of those like yeah oh yeah there's yeah those a lot of those are in collections, I'm sure. Um, and so, you know, beyond that, straight up M M spec, no NUR. There was 366 built, and then you have those N ones that we said you're not getting one. Well, that's because the straight V spec there was 38, and the V spec two there was only 18 N ones built. <laughs> so you're really not getting them, you right. know. And when we're talking about LZ's car. Yeah, right, the midnight purple. Why piece. is you know why is that show and display eligible? Like why is that? It's a color. That's it. Well, right. there was only three hundred forty-seven built. Right, not well, that many. Not that many at all. In the midnight purple three, which was like the second generation, was only one ninety-nine built. <sighs> like that's that's not much at all. So, um, you know, and these are all the specialty models and colors. This is these are the ones that are really Rare. sought yeah, after. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, and then of course there's just the base model and the V spec and the V spec two when it comes to your standard kind of models that won't be eligible right. until the year that they're eligible. Right. You know, um, which again starts in ninety nine. So that's like you know, kind of a lot of just models, right? And yeah, then for just GTRs, for like just that's GTRs. just like the high end, and it keeps just going higher and higher and higher and higher. But then like, you go to the like what we discussed last time, the Nismo Omari factory cars, yeah. and now it's a whole different thing. Yeah, now it's a whole different thing. Like, right? You have Z Tune, right? Only Which nineteen is, built. Yeah. In, one of those lives in a bubble in Australia. Yeah, exactly. One of them is in the it's, Global Auto Owners, uh, you know, private collection. Yeah. Right, and and that's two. There's only seventeen that we haven't <laughs> talked about. <laughs> right. you know? And um, that's all of them. <laughs> so they also did something called the R tune and S tune, and these were special editions based on Aero and right. Engine. And that's the the R one or the S one logo that they exactly. put on the. F- like the back on the trunk. Yes, exactly. They do have specialized um, badging. And then, you know, depending on which model of the RS tune, if the motor's done, you know, it right, also right. has badging there too. Um, which, you know, like, so if you're not familiar, the Z tune is kind of like the best of the best, right. so to speak, you know, and they're not making any more of those. Right. Exactly. And the R and S tune are just kind of like a service inflating. Oh, like bad. <laughs> like you brought a briefcase, dude, you yeah. brought a briefcase. And, um, so along with the R tune and S tune, which are like complete packages, there's the F sport and the, um, sports resetting. And so the sports resetting is no motor and the F sport is, a minor motor along with like powertrain chassis all right 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 um you know and then just like with the r33 you can get the club and race spec and the restored options right and so one guy took the restored options to like the next level dude i can't what's it what's his name it's uh it's his highness prince something yeah jeffrey 
<laughs> okay, so it's Tanku Abdul Rahman Hassanal Jeffrey Abini Sultan Ibrahim, also known as Prince Jeff Jeffrey Abiraham, Prince of Johor, Malaysia. He has Dude. His name is remember, his name is Jeffrey. Yeah. He has the ultimate one of one. A J tune. Yeah. He paid enough to get Nismo, Amari Factory, Dude. to create a J tune. And like the badging has the Malaysia flag with the Japanese flag. Yes. Like, and he calls dude him has his it. highness. Dude is, yes. Dude, like, what? Wow. Like chassis number one. Yes. And like, it's like what? beautiful. Like it's obviously. Dude, completely... how much money, dude, did he pay to have him put. And it's like all Holy updated, cow. so it kind of blends new and old. I feel like the way that they did everything with it, it's like, dude, it's insane. Really beautiful car. So, if you got enough money, you could get a T tune or dude. whatever you're trying to get an A tune, whatever. Dude. Like if you got the money, you can. I get don't it. even know if I could have. Dude, that is crazy. I bet I can't even. I can't even imagine the number that dude paid to have that done. Like, too that's much. just, dude, it's just insane. Uh, so, you know, that's kind of like the broad range of like what Nissan released in those years, you know, leading yeah. up to the expiration of the R34. And, you know, so the real question kind of is what, where does that leave us today when it comes uh, to the R34 and it's accessibility, accessibility, it's right. pricing, <clears throat> it's how many are even left, do you think? I don't know. I mean, so some of the lower models that are starting to come in now, they're still kind of pricey. Like for the for the RB20E automatic sedan like beater, it's still like dude, I mean, it's definitely over 15. Yeah. Usually around 18, 20. You know, even higher for some examples, but for a GTT, like a nice one or a decent one, 30 to 35 plus. Over there. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, like, it's insane. Like, and it goes up from there just for GTTs. Yeah. I they, mean, they are way higher priced than the models before them, for sure. Like, 100%. Like, doesn't even compare to the. 32 GTS and the 33 GTS. Yeah, and so, right, what do you think, like, as the GTRs, okay? Because, yeah, we we know just kind of like it was for a little bit with the R33s, like the submodels kind of come up in price. I mean, yeah. there wasn't, you know, as much hype on the uh, R33 with the RB25 and the single turbo as right. there is with the R35 with the R... Or I mean, sorry, the R34 with the RB25 right. and the single turbo. Right, right, right. Because it's just that chassis, right? It's yeah, the body it's, style. It's the body it's style. The, Everybody it's everything. It. Um, and so just like looking real quick, like uh, a GTT is right now between yeah they're closer up to the 40s 45 yeah. range in japan and so where does that put the gtr in 1990 i mean sorry the 1999s in 2024 right when where does that put those Dude, like you're not going to be able to find one for under 100 grand 
Yeah, which I don't even think you necessarily like, could right now. Yeah, no way. I mean, yeah, I'm sure right now you, you get that one that seeps through, like yeah. it's kind of beat and whatever. Oh, for sure. But moving forward, uh, the, like those are all gone. Like there's not going to be a cheap 34 GTR. Yeah, like, it's I don't gonna think be so insane. And I mean, like I bought mine like seven months ago now and it was and it wasn't cheap right and it's not lost any value right that's for sure it hasn't i they're not it's not going down down right you know how do you how do you feel about like silly question but is it worth it the car? like is it yeah is it worth the money that you pay the gtr the 34 gtr like given everything else on the market for the same price range like yeah because of what we've discussed in this right. episode because it's not it's worth it not because like oh it's some supercar it's some big horsepower car or it's some you know whatever it's worth it because of what it means to me personally right. you know like th- having that vehicle especially my situation being able to drive it in japan and yeah. experience it from like a whole perspective that you know a lot of people with way better r34 gtrs never even get to experience right you know so for me is it worth it yeah i mean especially when it's here and i'm able to get it to exactly where i want it right like yeah it's a major checkbox stemming all the way back to what we initially talked about. And right. so if we ask the question, what makes the R34 arguably the most popular import car like in the world? Yeah. It's because of how ingrained it is in the fabric of our community, right? right. Like yeah. it, that's why it's the most popular. It's not because it's the fastest car. It's not right. because it's the best body line. I mean, it's arguably does. Yeah, have, yeah, yeah. But you know what I'm saying? It's because of those sequence of events between, you know, the two things that we discussed at the beginning yeah. along with everything else being peppered in right. that turned it into the it's not just cuz Paul Walker drove it. Right. It's not just because it was on the BF Goodrich poster. Right. It's all of that combined, you know, everything that we've discussed and way more. Yeah. Is why I think it's so loved by many. Yeah, I agree a hundred percent. And that's just one of those questions you always one of those things that people always argue is like, Oh, it's not worth that. It's that's yeah. you can get so much more of a different car for that much money. Blah blah oh, blah, yeah. blah blah blah. But like could, yeah. who cares? Like yeah. because Dude, yeah, it's what you want, right? And it's right. it it's that box checked. It's that thing that's been, you know, up here for the longest time and you finally over twenty like, years, right? right? And so it's right, it's finally there. And so you're living that out, which yeah. some people don't get the opportunity to do, and maybe some people never had that in the beginning, so right. they don't have anything to They live don't even out. know what that feeling is. Yeah. Or maybe they don't care about that feeling. Right. Maybe it's not it's not their thing. But yeah, I think that a lot of guys, you know, whether it is a R thirty four GTR or you know, an HR H N R thirty four four door, right? right? It's it's the whole thing. Yeah. It's not just about that GTR badge. It's it's high. yeah, it's crazy. It's it's like a, it's a whole thing. And yeah. anybody listening to this that feels that same way gets it. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Even having to explain it. 
Um, but we want, you know, being the 34th episode, we really felt like we wanted to give the R34 its flowers, so to speak, do a whole episode on it. Yeah. Did we touch on everything about the R34? It's out on YouTube, whatever. But for now, episode 34, I'm Bobby. This is Aaron. See ya. Peace.